0: Welcome to Immigrate, welcome to a space where you can be vulnerable, a space where you're not going to be judged, a space where you can be authentic. And my hope and desire is to inspire and motivate everyone that click onto this podcast. So welcome to another episode of Immigrate. Welcome to another great episode with my guest, Mariana. Um I hope I get to laugh. She told me she's a comedian, so I am excited. I hope to drop some jokes in here, but she's not here to give us jokes. Hopefully she does, but she's also one of my guests that I found in a mutual group, and I'm so excited to just interview her today and welcome Mariana.
1: Thank you, Tasha. I'm very happy to be here. I don't promise any jokes to be dropped down in in this podcast, but I I will do my best to make you laugh.
0: (laughs) So tell me about your lovely self. Who is this lovely lady?
1: Well, I am a podcaster, a comedian, and I am on my path of being an inspirational keynote speaker. And during the day, (laughs) I work in finance. In Toronto, but a bit more about me. I am from Venezuela, Cracas, Venezuela. I moved to Toronto eight years ago when I was 27, all by myself, uh, into this new world to do a postgraduate in marketing. Because back in Venezuela, I used to have experience in marketing and in the pharmaceutical industry doing brand management, and I loved it. And the part that I loved the most about Doing that job was the times that I had to present to people, the times that I had to talk to the sales team, to the executive team. And I guess ever since I came to Canada to do that postgrad, i was I kept looking for a work um in marketing, and I would say for many reasons, I was not able to to get one. so I started working in finance well I, I, at at the beginning, I started in working in hospitality. And I was there for about two to three years. And then I started working for in the finance industry, uh, always hoping to have that light, right, of uh, to be able to shine, again, presenting, either like doing trainings or presenting a brand. And for some reason, that never presented itself. And that's why I started doing comedy. So that's what I got to use, I would say, I always say, where I use my brain. Um it's doing my comedy, doing uh the presentations, and I've done quite a few also inspirational s- stories. And I mean, I I am on that path. That's what I- that's where I am right now.
0: <laughs> oh, kudos to you because I came to Canada when I was twenty six, all by myself, so seven years ago. So yeah, we we kind of have similar stories. We're from the Caribbean, and yeah, it's it's interesting how. I came as a social. Uh, I didn't finish my degree, but I transferred to a school here, and I did. I was an international student, mm-hmm. and I then moved into finance too. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I did business and administrator, and finance has been one of the, the big um areas that I really find myself into. So it's interesting. Um,
1: so share your experience about while living in Canada. So honestly, um, I guess I never wanted to leave Venezuela. I have to say that. I thought that I would like live there my entire life. I always thought of going at some point to, yeah, like abroad and do this post-grad that I always dreamt of, you know, like having experience, uh, having other peers to come from other companies and like kind of like share what they're doing at their work. So I always had that idea in mind, Um, but I never thought, really thought of, okay, I'm doing that post-grad and then I'm staying for whatever amount of time or forever in that country, right? Um, So that was a plan that I had long-term, but as in Venezuela, everything started getting worse, like uh, the economy, uh, the security, everything, um, you kind of like had to make the decision to either stay and survive or either leave the country into a new life and thrive let's put it that way so i i came to the conclusion that i needed to leave the country i wanted to again do that post grad that i always wanted to do i thought it was a perfect uh opportunity for it but i always thought of the states actually i saw like huge um universities on marketing and i was like yeah i'm going there and one friend One day was like, Mariana, why the States? You're not going to be able to stay in the States. You know that, right? Like you're going to go there, study. They're going to give you a year of permit and then you're going to be sent back (laughs) to Venezuela. That's how it works. And funny enough, we had a lot of friends in Venezuela that actually did that and they were back in Venezuela because they never got their work permit. So it was kind of like you did all this, you invested all all of this money and then you're back to where you started i mean yes you have experience but it's 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 to go back to base and say okay where am i going to go now because you already know that you don't want to stay in in venezuela that was never the plan you just got kicked out somehow right so seeing it from that point of view and my friend was like i am going to toronto i'm doing all my residency papers uh it's going to be great come on we'll be neighbors We'll be roommates, we'll be this, we'll be that. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. Like, stop it, whatever. I'll 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 go to Toronto. And funny enough, I I took the decision to do all of my paperwork here to study here. I studied at a college uh downtown. I said if I go to Toronto, I'm gonna if I go to Canada, I'll go to a metropolitan city. So that was Toronto, and I'm like, and I will go to the only university that it's in downtown because I'm not moving anywhere. <laughs> And I don't, I don't even think that I chose. I'm sorry, I don't even think that I saw any pictures of it even before I came. You're kidding. I, I just make a decision and I just go with it. You know, I'm just like whatever. Oh. And it's funny because when I got here from a few months before, I was already speaking like with some realtors to look for a place to live. And that first day that i went on a like an Uber, no, not not a new actually, a taxi, on this yellow cab. I felt like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, <laughs> like looking out the window and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I came here, my, my friend pushed me and it was easier to immigrate and I'm a Canadian citizen sh- now, so I would say, yes, she was right.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's really good. <laughs> what would you think is the most complex challenge that you have faced? Like, what was the hardest thing for you to integrate
1: I would say, I mean, to integrate, I don't know, like if I see it as like something that I had to integrate into the culture that I live now. Um, But I think uh, when it comes to challenges, just the fact that I think something that was very ruthless, I would say, is that the fact that I, for example, in Venezuela, I was working with uh, multinational companies, right? And like Novartis, Eli Lilly; those are companies that are top pharmaceuticals in the world. Like anyone in the world can look it up, and they are huge. And even though I was a brand manager there, I had like great references. It was impossible to me to find a job in Toronto in marketing because I I was either overqualified or um, it was too of a like a starting. Kind of like jobs, so I couldn't do that because exactly sorry, I was overqualified, or I didn't have the experience. So that's it. The funny thing in in Canada that they ask you for Canadian experience, but they're not willing to give it to you. You know, it's like, oh yeah, your resume, your experience is amazing. But um we need people with Canadian experience, and it's like, well, well, that's what I'm trying to get here, right? And I would say that was that was very tough uh, to to see, and people asking you like, of course you're an you're an immigrant, you're on a work permit, Um, but they would ask things like, and I know that's illegal, but whatever. Who's gonna go to labor board and be like, oh, they asked me this, right? That's not gonna happen. But I remember the one job that I was actually a really good fit. They were like, until when do you have your work permit? And because I chose to study one year. I only got one year of uh, work experience, right? Yeah. Work permit. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have like eight months. And they're like, yeah, no, we need at least one year and a half. But I'm, and I was like, but I'm staying. I'm applying for the residency and I know I have it. I have all the points. Like, don't you doubt that I will stay here? And they were like, no, we can't, we can't risk it. So I would say that to see my career and how it was going in Venezuela and see here how it was was just you know like oh Venezuela I don't know nothing about Venezuela you know like or don't they they wouldn't appreciate that experience especially if they were like Canadian born or like not know anything about Latin America yeah I, I would say it was pretty tough I think that that was the most shocking thing that and I guess actually, now, back to your question. I couldn't integrate my experience here because i did I never had the the opportunity right. to do so, so i think I think that that was the most hurtful part of like, okay, I did my my English is good, I did this, I have my experience, and then you go back you you know you go out to find a job, and it's like, yeah, nope, <laughs> it's like okay. we say in Venezuela, don't get dressed because you're not going. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it's true um it is so true and i've been here time and time again from my canadian um guests and that's one of the biggest things like when i moved here i was an event planner and up to mm-hmm. this day i haven't gotten a job in event planning never and i could show them my resume so much and i was like i got into hospitality mm-hmm. yeah and i mean or hospitality probably like restaurants and stuff or and then one of the lowest point for me was working in a when you had to go work in a fast food as an international uh, student and I'm yeah. like okay you better go settle for that because you know and that's the experience and sometimes it's hard as you said it's they want people with experience but they're not hiring you to give you that experience so yeah it, it it is true at uh, a uh, tough go ahead. I see you wanted to say something.
1: No, no. I was gonna say. I mean, it, it it it's brutal and and comedy. Like, of course, uh, when I because I do comedy, uh, as you mentioned, like in Spanish and in English. And one of the things that it's pretty funny with immigrants. It's like, yeah, Canada asks you for Canadian experience, but they're not willing to give it to you. It's like, it, mm-hmm. and everyone laughs. Of course, this is not a joke. But I mean, when when they refer to that, like it's it's pretty funny because everyone has gone through it. You know, it's like, oh, no, work here for free because of the exposure. And you're like, yes, I'm there. No, for what? And it's crazy. It's crazy because you would think that um, being such a country that it's looking for immigrants, they would be more open. But I think in Toronto, it's that that would not be the answer. But what I was going to add to that was that Somehow I am thankful that I never got that marketing job because I know I would have been um, a slave of the corporation, you know, like uh, a mouse in the, what is it, a, a rat in the, tr- in, uh, a mouse in the rat wheel, you know, like the yeah, mouse yeah, wheel. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah,
0: just because
1: the cycle. Yeah, because I know I would have gone for like, OK, I, I want to prove myself and I just want to go higher and higher and higher in ranks. And, you know, and like just give my entire life to that. I don't know if some like if that would have changed eventually. But the reason of why I'm thankful for it's because it, it made me realize that I love my time doing comedy. It pushed me to start doing my speaking career and it also reminded me that it was something that I always wanted since I was like a teenager. Right. But I, I've, I've forgotten. And it was nice because your purpose, I always like you're walking in your purpose. Exactly. So I always, I, I always want to think that, of course, sometimes I turn around and I say, did it have to be this difficult to get here? No, <laughs> but I feel like I've been put in all these different positions to, to achieve that goal that I want to achieve. And in the last few years, I've seen how everything it's just aligned and I am wor- walking on my purpose. And I feel like that wouldn't have happened if I found what I was looking for here from the beginning. I actually feel like I found myself. I found what I want to do for me, uh, for my family, for my future, and how I will be happy with what I do 24-7, because not even in Venezuela, I, I love my presentations, I love speaking to people, but I remember a friend saying, like, you've always hated our, your job, Mariana, and I'm like, yes, because I don't like it, I just love those parts of it, and in Canada, I never got to have it, but on my own, so I feel like I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so important that when we,
0: when we realize that, what did I want, it? and it goes, it's going to go me to my, Send me to my next question that I asked. What mm-hmm. would you tell your young self? Because I remember you just said that this is what you wanted when you were younger, right? Yeah. And so what would you tell your young self now that you're looking back at? What would you tell her?
1: So you know what? I I think I would tell her something that it keeps repeated in my mind, even though it's like it could be a cliche, but it's everything will be all right. because. Yeah. I feel like I've always worried about what's going to happen in the future constantly. Like I would always overthink what's going to happen. I used to plan myself. I used to, uh, I planned my entire life in Venezuela, like to the point that I was like, okay, I'm going to have a boyfriend at this age. I'm going to get married at this age. I'm going to have a baby at this age and I'm never going to leave Venezuela. And I'm going to do my postgrad here. You know, like I had everything planned. I realize now that it's like, it 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 didn't work. I mean, none of those plans gave out it. And, and I, I am actually better that it didn't work that way because if not, I would probably be unhappily married with kids. <laughs> Who knows what job, you know? Like if I did everything that I wanted in that, like those years, I would have been a completely different person. I think, I mean, we would never know because we are not living that life, right? But I feel like, I always go back to one point when I felt like my world was very small and I was like a teenager, or even here in Canada, when I thought that it like things were, you know, like getting pretty bad, it was, it's everything is going to be all right. And just that, you know, not even like you'll see, uh, what you plan will work for the best or no 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 no. just everything will be all right and I feel like that's what I keep seeing constantly when I look at my past when I when when I think of my future I now know that I'm walking on the path that I need to walk so um, I feel like it's pretty amazing um the way that we look back and I guess we learn to not see it with regret right or like with sadness or
0: because if we have not gone through that we wouldn't have known what our true purpose is Mm -hmm. right and that experience exposed you into your your comedy you know you're a great podcaster you know you you're you're gonna become one of the best keynote speakers right and you would not know those things unless it strikes you you know the last you know what i mean and It's so beautiful that sometimes, and you said early, you wanted to be in the U.S. I wanted to be in the U.S. I actually applied. (laughs) I actually applied. I remember borrowing money from my mom. And I'm like, I'm going. And I got denied. But
1: No, where were you
0: going? I was going to New York. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was going to visit my grandma. And I was like well, my grandmother is there. I could stay there and had all these plans. And as you said, I planned when I was going to have kids. Everything was planned out for me. Yeah. But God was like, nope, this isn't, I don't want you to go to the U.S. It, it, it took me, what, two years after that, then I came to Canada. But it's true that we cannot not just plan our lives. We, we have to know that whatever we're doing, it will align us to where we are. And yeah, um, thank you for being so vulnerable. And share that story. (laughs) Uh, What encouragement would you give to an immigrant who is listening right now?
1: I would say if you want to immigrate anywhere and it feels right, it feels like it's the best decision that you can do at this moment, just do it. And as I would say to my back self, everything will be all right. It's just... A matter of also knowing, kind of like being smart on what on what you do, right? Uh, having a north, I would say, having a a goal that you're pursuing, it's 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 pretty good because with all the things that happen as an immigrant, you could get lost in in the path. But I feel like if you have a a goal that you want to achieve and you work towards that goal. Even if you go to the sides, you know, like for sometimes some weeks, you forget you always will go back to that straight line, so I feel like if they wanna do it right now, do it, everything will be all right, but you have to have a goal in mind um whatever it is, it could be I could say my goal was to be a speaker, sure, my goal was to be um. I don't know, find a job in in marketing, but actually I, I wanted to do all of all of those things. But I in my mind was that if I left Venezuela, if I am doing this jump, if I am leaving my family, do it all on my own, what is my one goal? Like what is the reason of why I left my country? And it was like again, security, economy, everything, um, uh the work, like growth, you know, like it was like I knew what my country was going into. So my one goal was to make this shot worth it. If I was jumping and taking this leap was to get a Canadian passport. So I could be free. I could be, I could belong to another country, not being treated like as an immigrant who wants to flee the country every single time that I fly. Right. Like that was my one goal. And I always said, after I get my, can, my Canadian citizen, I can go anywhere. Once mm. I have that, I can go back to Venezuela. I can go back. Right. I, can go back I, I can go to the States if I want. It will be way easier than if I were from Venezuela. Yeah. I could go to... Like, I can do whatever I want. While, of course, I was trying to do all of these things. But that was one my one goal. Right. Because that's the thing that would have made it worth leaving my country. That To have that document that represents me in a better way. Right.
0: You said something that resonate with me and I said it on my podcast too. Um, where you have a golden mind, like you can't just say you want to do something. I mean, I have a plan and that's what I'm hearing from you. You know, you wanted to become a citizen. So it doesn't matter what went in your mind. Your plan was all that. All of us plans are different than all of us. Um, pathway might be different yeah right and one of the also things that i heard you said on your podcast about the being consistent mm-hmm. it doesn't, consistency is not doesn't look like every day you get up and do it you might not want to do it someday but you keep on going and and i think that's one thing you're sharing like hey it, it never look as good but everything will be all right you know that song yeah. that Bob Marley is saying? everything's gonna be uh, all right <laughs> exactly yeah it's what you were saying That it's like it's gonna be all right uh, yeah
1: everything will righteous. work out mm-hmm.
0: it will it will it
1: will and the thing is that like i say one goal because as as we were talking like plans like let's say someone that says okay i'm gonna go there i'm gonna study i'm gonna work and then i'm gonna find if i had that plan i would have like been destroyed right because i'm like okay i didn't find my working in marketing, I would be destroyed. I would be, I don't know, maybe asking my dad for help or like being, getting desperate because my goal was the passport. And so many things can happen in between. I saw that I didn't get my job. I went into hospitality, then I went into finance. Then I did these things on the side, but I was doing, uh, I I did everything that I had to do to take my residency. I stayed the the amount of years that I had to stay here to do my citizenship. So that's what I mean. Like that one thing Mm -hmm. that will make worth you leaving for me was such a tough, tough decision to leave my country. So that I was like, how am I going to make this worth? Imagine that I had a friend. He's from Venezuela. He was close to the citizenship like a year or two. And he's like, I'm done, Mariana. I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, what? You're so close. And he left. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. It was during the pandemic. And this is a guy that was kind of like, well, I'll just work like Uber driver. You know, I'm just going to work on this company. Now I'm going to take pictures. Now I'm like, time goes by way too fast. And then you look back and then five years have gone by. And what have you done? Right? Like, where, where are you exactly?
0: Yeah. It's so hard. It's very hard to stay consistent, and um, even if sometimes that goal, that one goal, can look impossible. I remember when my one goal was to just finish school. Mm-hmm. My one goal was to just finish college, and that was what my one goal is. So it, did, it didn't matter what I needed to finish college, and so with all that you have said, how do you think your spiritual journey has impacted your journey here?
1: Well, I think uh, I always say again, because coming here was so hard for me that I've always thought of a future. I always wanted to plan again my future as a little kid. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, But I feel like taking that decision of leaving the country again, it was so hard on me that to the point that my family was like, if Mariana is leaving Venezuela, this country is gone. <laughs> They're like, this country is done. Like, if she's leaving, this is it. <laughs> like, done. And for me, I started to think, like, again, the insecurity in Venezuela, like, it was huge. You could get killed any given day. Uh, going to school, going to university, going to work, going, to, going partying, whatever, right? And of course, I like partying, so I went. I went partying every day. I was like, if it's my day, if it's my day. But for the first time in my life I was okay with the fact of me just being gone I was like if it's my day within this six months that I before I leave my country and I, I get killed whatever I will be fine with it so for me it was like I was somehow I was dying and I was going to be reborn in in Canada and I remember people telling me Rihanna you're gonna be you're gonna do great because of your experience blah, blah. and I'm like I have the feeling that it will be starting from scratch. And that that's that's how it's actually happened. So I guess I came here as I've been talking with one of my mentors. He was like saying that I've always uh worn like um a suit, uh like a joker suit, you know, like I've always done comedy of out of my life. And somehow when I moved to Canada, I was fully naked. He's like, you let Go of that suit, and you've built yourself. And I feel like to t- to come here so, I would say so raw, so having so many expectations and many of them not being met, it put me on a path of like a lot of growth. I feel like I started things completely different. I am very thankful that I left Venezuela. Actually, my culture, because I feel like Latins and Venezuelans see things in a different way. So I was actually glad to see, to get out of that bubble, to see the world from a dif- different perspective, to go through um hospitality jobs. I remember I was the happiest person when I found myself a job as a takeout cashier and my family was like, "Mariana, we didn't send you for that. And I'm like, I love it. And, you know, to see to see those jobs from a different perspective, too. To to see that we are all like we could all be struggling, we all have different goals in life, and you achieve them in different ways. So that like there's no reason for us to put down anyone or denigrate anything in in what surrounds us, because you never know what the reality is of the other person. And I guess I started more of, I'm not great at meditation, but I would say I started more of like meditation. I I started working on myself more and how can I grow as a person because I started believing in that we're here for a reason and that it's to evolve not to stay in the same uh, mentality for the for your entire life and it's okay to change it's okay to grow I also did um I was doing like so many things healing my my relationships uh with friends family with myself especially and I remember in this path of like finding myself and trying to do everything right, I something happened to me that made me question myself and say, what is it that I haven't learned yet? What is it? Like I've worked this much. I've done all of these things. What is it that I'm missing? So I actually went on a trip into the ayahuasca world. Do you oh. know what ayahuasca is? Yeah? Yeah no what's that so ayahuasca is um how do i explain this it's dmt dmt it's a psychedelic
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but you do it through a ceremony with a shaman and it's actually i believe it was um created in peru by the amazon i would say the amazonians but like it's a med it's it's a medicine it's like a a natural medicine yeah. That you take, but you got to cleanse for like two weeks, be vegan to take all of right. the energies in inside yeah. of your body. And you take this, uh, let's call it tea, doesn't taste that great. And it's made out of two plants and mm-hmm. it expands this DMT, something in your brain. Right. It's, it's kind of like um, when people have a near death experience kind of mm-hmm. thing. A lot of things in their brain get released that it's DMT. And that's mm-hmm. why people say, okay, I saw my entire life. Like I saw my life in, in front of my eyes, you know, goes th- going through my, I saw my entire life going through my eyes kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like a trip. It's something like that, but it goes into, it's a trip to you, to your subconscious. Yeah. And it makes you see everything that you're struggling with in your life. Um, It's, it's not a it's not a trip for everyone um and there's a shaman there with you it's after like through a ceremony it lasts right. a few hours but i feel like i had a beautiful trip and it was yeah. because of all the work that i've done before i was very right. clear on why i was doing it and it was yeah. that what what was it that i was missing in order to achieve all of those things that i want and one of those things was to find a partner to work on my speaking uh, career to be yeah. true to myself, right? So okay. it, it goes into your mind, I guess, all the things that we blogged, all the things that we don't want to yeah. see or deal with. And mm-hmm. that was amazing to see To see myself from a different perspective, to see my family from a different perspective. They call it 10 years of therapy in one night. Wow. And I came out of there saying, I totally understand what they call it, what 10 years of therapy in one night. Because it's so many things that you see but of course the ceremonies can go from like one night two nights or even up to 10 nights if you go to the amazon in peru or like in mexico or like even in 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 colombia i think it's pretty pretty common as well
0: oh that's amazing that's amazing (laughs) growth is such a powerful thing and spiritual thing Mm -hmm. you know it's when when you incorporate with spirituality things it is very powerful and impact you in ways that you can't even express and and again, I just want to thank you for just coming on here and just being so vulnerable and sharing your story with the world, because your story is going to be impact to someone that's listening. I have people from Peru. I have so like every day when I go onto my podcast, there's so many people that's listening to stories that have been shared here. And yeah, as we're wrapping up, what, a, what three words would you like to leave with my guests, with my audience today?
1: What, what? Sorry? Three words. like, oh, any three point. words. Yeah. Let me see. Belief.
0: Yeah.
1: um mm, Flow.
0: Okay.
1: And belief, flow. And I would say, I'm between two, wait, right? and the third, communicate.
0: Powerful, because you we have to believe, and in order for us to believe, we can flow into it, and then it come in. Like your words, you can just sum it all and make it in all the storyline that you have. But thank you so so much. Is there anything else you want to share with us?
1: No. Well, one thing that I, about is that I've learned, and it's part of my keynote, it's just that. Before I used to believe that I was a warrior in life and, you know, I'm always fighting the battles Mm -hmm. and now I've learned to flow with it. I've learned to life happens for me and not to me. And there you go. (laughs) Yeah. And as long as we communicate, we will be able to communicate with ourselves into the world and show what is it that we want from it. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: And yeah, this is it. And I just want to thank you again um, so much. It's it's not easy to just talk to a stranger, but you're <laughs> not a part of my family. And um, don't be a stranger. Where can people find you?
1: So I am on my Instagram. It's Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-A, 191. So Mariana191. And on YouTube is Mariana Making Sense. That's the name of my podcast. And I also do it in Spanish. In Spanish would be Mariana con o oh, sin sentido. And it's under my YouTube handle, Mariana Santiago.
0: Wonderful. I will also drop her information in the description so people can click onto it and find you. And I'll be, well, I already start following you on po- the podcast, but I'll follow you on Instagram <laughs> too. Thank no
1: worries, you.
0: No worries. Have a Thank good day. Thank you so much for
1: having me. You too. No problem.
0: <laughs> Oh, it's such a joy. It was such a joy to sit down and chat with Mariana. Um, she was so inspirational. She was so motivated. Um, Yeah, as she kept on saying, everything's gonna be all right. Friends, um, it doesn't matter what your journey is gonna be. And it doesn't matter what might hit you, you know, for her, you heard her story. She had a very successful life where she's coming from. But when she came to Canada, she had to start from scratch. And sometimes that's what we want to really align us with our purpose. And I'm so glad that I got to sit down and chat with her because one of these podcasts was so inspirational and I'm just so grateful. So yeah, here we go. Thank you everyone for listening to another great episode of Immigrate.